And I remember my um, lecturer being like, oh, they're a bit ugly, aren't they? And I was like, oh, <laughs> but little did he know, because now I'm making a career off it. I used to be like super afraid to post like unfinished work, but people love to see like the progress of like how something comes to life as well. I think like definitely like the biggest pinch me moment was when I had a Zoom call. Like I was on a Zoom call with Girl in Red. Like that was so insane. Welcome back to Noisy and Outspoken, the podcast. My guest today is someone absolutely delightful. I'm speaking with Eliza Doolittle, which isn't actually her name. Her name is Eliza Williams. However, she's Doolittle illustrations on everything social media. You probably know of Eliza's work if you have a Spotify subscription. She's done a lot of work with Spotify on their Our Generation campaign, and her illustrations are incredible. She's worked quite a lot with Matilda Mann as well as Thomas Sheedon, and her illustration style is just fun, quirky, super beautiful beautiful and I really recommend you have a little look at what she gets up to. She's based in Australia, we recorded this episode really early in the morning for me and kind of late at night for her but it was really lovely to speak to someone across literally the other end of the world. We speak all about what inspires her, how her illustrations came about and how she started working for Spotify. If you're an illustrator and you're wanting to find out how you go about working with artists or working with someone like Spotify this episode is definitely for you. I hope you enjoy and feel free to give us a little subscribe on whatever listening platform you're listening to this on. So you're known maybe the best for the work that you do with Spotify. I mean, that's what I've seen of your work without even knowing who you were before. I'd seen the cover art on Spotify and then been like, oh, that's really cool. And who's been a highlight of someone you've drawn for that collaboration? Oh gosh, well, it's been like, I've done so much work for them now. Still like so insane. Like I never thought that that would be like my first like huge gig. So many cool people. I love drawing Beba Doobie. I love doing it's so hard to choose just one but then like obviously like there was different campaigns so it was amazing to do like the animation work for like Girl in Red which was like insane and Alfie Templeman I really love his music like it's so crazy that I could do art for like these artists that I already listened to and love. How did that come about because obviously you said it was like your first big gig I would be like Spotify like what do you mean you want to work with me? Like, how did that even happen? It was like so unreal the way that it happened. So basically the start of the pandemic, I didn't like have a job. So I just started putting my art out there because I was like, well, I guess I'll give this a go. And then I got this artist called Matilda Mann. She reached out to me and asked me to do some work for her, like Spotify canvases, which are like the little animations that you see yeah, when you play yeah. songs. Through that, I got a DM from this guy called Jamie. And he was like, hey, I work for Spotify. Like we, we have this project, so like, would you be interested? And I was like, this is a scam. This has to be a scam because there's no way that someone from Spotify would DM me. But I went through with it and it didn't feel real until like the first like Zoom meeting when I was having a meeting with people from Spotify. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess this is a real thing. This is actually real now. <laughs> yeah, but it's so crazy because they just saw my stuff that I did for Matilda Mann and then wanted me to work on the projects for them. Mental. Because I was going to say, I love Matilda Mann. I love her music. I think she's so good and it's to all the time. And I've seen some of the canvas work as well. So that makes sense that that was how you got the rest. Because I've seen that she always like comments on everything you do. And I was just like, oh, I wonder like what the relationship is 
there because she seems like such a sweetheart as well it's been like so good to do like stuff with her music as well because I love her music I love doing doomsday I did like a doomsday lyric video for her that was really fun but like yeah I've had like continuous work with her which is really nice and it was so cool that like because of her I'm working now with like Spotify and I have all these other gigs just like because that's how people found me. So cool and you are literally like we were saying this before I think your work is so good. I'm, I love illustrators like I, <laughs> I have this like kind of obsession with illustration and like buying prints and like I'm a self-confessed <laughs> addict of buying art but it's the one thing that I wish I could do was that like I wish I could like draw really really well and when I like meet someone or talk to someone who can like draw really really well I'm like that's like the thing I wish I had like I know I'm really good at taking photos and doing podcasts but like I really wish I was good at drawing because it's really cool that's so funny I think like the one thing that I wish I could do was sing I feel like that would just be like (laughs) I did a podcast last year with a girl called Melody who she's like a journalist and does loads of stuff in America and at the end of the podcast we were talking about like what our dream bands would look like like if you were the front woman of a band like what would you wear what guitar would you play like how would you dress like what music would you play what would your name be and I was like I got really into it and I was like this isn't gonna happen but I really like the idea that it might (laughs) it's so cool to like imagine that stuff though just go really crazy in your own imagination and be like yeah I'm so gonna make my own rock band that's so totally (laughs) gonna happen that's so realistic we were saying before the podcast that you were also had your campaign at Latitude. Obviously, Latitude is a British music festival. But yeah, how was it seeing all of your stuff at Latitude, even though you were just seeing it through a screen, I guess? It was, like, insane. So my manager, because I have, like, a manager that helps me with, like, work sometimes, he went and, like, took photos with it with, like, him and his family, like, in front of it. And it was so nice to see. And then, like, people reached out to me and were saying that they saw it at Latitude. I reckon it would have been like so amazing to see in person, but even seeing photos of it, it was like so unreal. Cause like, I know Latitude as well. And like, I would have loved to go. Just like insane that like my art is being seen in that way as well now. Like, cause a lot of my stuff is digital. It was so interesting to see it work as like actual elements within like a showground. It was so cool. For anyone who hasn't seen it or doesn't know what we're talking about, what did what did they have on display of yours? So basically it was, I guess you would say like a little billboard thing that had the main Our Generation playlist illustration, which is what I did for Spotify. And then had like a little tag at the end, but basically it was just to promote the playlist. And there was also animation that I did with Andy Baker that was on like the big screens as well. I remember seeing that. I remember waiting at main stage and being like, wow, because they, they did loads of like different adverts that year. Like there were things that I hadn't really seen on big screens that you normally, see. it was all felt like quite new. I don't know whether it was because we hadn't been for so long, but I was like, wow, this all feels so fresh. And yeah, I remember seeing like these loads of illustrations and being like, oh, that's cool. I haven't seen that before. How, how did you get into illustration? and like how did you find your style well so like I've been drawing like I guess ever since I was little I've always loved to be creative like making little people out of toilet rolls and stuff like that and then in (laughs) in high school I studied communication design and then from then I went into communication design in uni so I did I have a degree in communication design but I never really did illustration in that way I actually like went off doing illustration and painting and doing that kind of stuff I kind of just did design and stuck to design um and then in my final 
semester I did this project where I made like this installation with all my illustrations on it and I guess like throughout uni I kind of like developed my own sense of style and I guess it at the start it was kind of just like sense of like color because I would use like a lot of color in my work and then from there I would do like line drawings and I remember I did this it was like we had to do like a little post stamp project in uni and I did it for this um tv show I don't know if you know it because it's Australian but it's called Kath and Kim and um I drew like these little character versions of them and I remember my lecturer being like oh they're a bit ugly aren't they and I was like oh <laughs> but little did he know because now I'm making a career off it I think that's where like I mainly started to do that kind of illustration and then after uni people started asking me to do portraits of them and their partners and so then from there I was like oh I guess I can kind of like make a career out of this and then yeah and now I'm here because like I guess it was just all about connection and like lovely like support systems that I had like around my art but yeah I mainly just did design and then I went into illustration and kind of just like fell into it. It was interesting because you said that before you never posted your work online and then you started doing it because of the pandemic and you didn't have a job so you wanted to get it out there. Was it a conscious reason as to why you didn't post it online or was it just because you didn't? I think like ages ago I used to post like my design work because our lecturers told us that that would be a good way to do that. And then I started like slowly doing my illustrations I didn't really think anything of it I just kind of did it every now and then if I had one and then when I started to get like the commissions I started to post more and then obviously the pandemic happened and I was like I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life now that my course is over and so (laughs) then I was just like I'm just going to continue to post on this and see what happens and I think it's when everyone started to go crazy about toilet paper did you have the same thing in the UK yeah we had the same thing people went mental so crazy was it the same in Australia were people crazy out there too it was insane and so then I made an illustration about it and then this like female illustration account reposted it and I had like all of these people just like start to follow me and like interact with my work so many people like commented on that post like it was the toilet paper thing was happening all over the world so everyone was just like commenting me like oh this is like so funny because at the time it was like not serious yet yeah that's kind of how it started and then I would continue to post after that because I realized that maybe there was something in it and then I started to do TikTok that's where like most of my followers at the start came from and like people wanting to like see more of my work so yeah I just started making like silly little videos of me painting and then that's where it happened I was literally gonna ask you that's one of the questions I had in my head like how big of a part does TikTok play in your career because I would imagine it's really helped kind of quite kind of grow an organic audience because so many of the people who would be interested in what you do are young and they're on TikTok. Yeah TikTok played a huge part like especially at the start I think now it's like starting to be more related to reels which is I found really interesting because also like I I'm like such a stickler for my content on Instagram. Like I'm so like, I don't know. I just get like so iffy about it. Whereas like TikTok's just so fun. You can just post whatever. But definitely like now reels are like more big and like that's how you gain like a following and like people finding your work. But at the start, TikTok was like it. And that's like 
where I started to get like lots of interaction and like meeting people. I actually think that's how Matilda Man found my work as well, which was really cool. But yeah, TikTok played a huge part. So cool. Oh my goodness. So cool. It's just nice to hear like what the story was because I always do like a bit of background research on like every guest and I like couldn't really find anything about how you got into it. I found a lot about what you're inspired by, but not much about like how you actually started so it's it's interesting to hear that that was like a reason why you started posting on Instagram and I think it's the same like when I was at uni I did a photography degree but Mm. there was that same kind of like lecturers going you should you should post about this like it'd be good like you need to go an audience and it was interesting because when I think back to the people who actually did post regularly and kind of like try and build an audience there weren't many of us who were like actively posting but I would say the ones of us who were now actively working creative careers mm-hmm. and the ones who weren't actually aren't doing anything so it's interesting that maybe that is like a self-conscious way of like you do gain more you gain followers you gain interaction and I think it kind of helps your ego to to like yeah. want to do more if people say oh well, I really like what you do in like a less egotistical way than that but <laughs> no. I, know, I think sometimes it's true definitely do you have any key advice for anyone who is trying to kind of like stumble into the illustration world and perhaps is an incredible artist but doesn't know how to start getting commissions and being paid for what they do Mm. I think it's definitely hard like my main advice is to just post about it and post whatever because you don't know what someone's going to find interesting like I used to just like paint like video myself painting and I didn't think it looked that good but apparently people that's what people enjoy to watch people enjoy like seeing the process I used to be like super afraid to post like unfinished work but people love to see like the progress of like how something comes to life as well. And reaching out to people is like definitely a main huge thing as well. Finding the companies that you want to work with and like doing sneaky, like find them on LinkedIn and like who you should contact is always like a great way to like build connection within the industry. I know that's like super scary, but like if they don't reply, it's usually just because they don't have time or like they're getting like a bunch of emails anyway. And you never know, like if you send an email, to someone like hey like I'd love to work with you let's like do a collaboration like you never know what they're gonna say so I definitely think that's like my main advice is to just like build an audience reach out to people the LinkedIn hack is like my favorite tool (laughs) whenever anyone says that I'm like yeah we're on the same wavelength I do that all the time I like find a name on some kind of like music roster type website and like find all their management and they'll be like right now I've got your name but I need an email so I just go traipsing through LinkedIn for like hours like everyone gets buzzed get notifications like Emma Kovacki viewed your profile yes. constantly because I just stalk everyone so on embarrassing LinkedIn. how LinkedIn does that it's really hard to get you like what's up with that although when it happens to me I go oh that's nice of them for viewing it so you know I'll take it with a pinch of salt <laughs> it's quite sweet it's probably quite sweet actually what's been a pinch moment within your career so far would you say I think like definitely like the biggest pinch me moment was when I had a zoom call like I was on a zoom call with girl in red like that was so insane to me oh my my goodness that's so cool like I knew that I was working with her and also that same project working with Andy Baker Andy Baker is like someone that I looked up to for years and years and years and so like to find out that I could like work with him and he would like help animate my work was like insane to me and like working with him was so amazing like he has like such an interesting sounds weird but he has such an interesting brain and like the way that he like views animation 
felt like so aligned with my work so like I loved working with him but yeah like being on a zoom call with like girl in red I was like this isn't real (laughs) this is like so weird to me and she was like on her way to the dentist or something like that like it was like so weird like the most casual zoom call ever with girl in red it was like I was on the phone to her was weird i would be speechless i don't even know i don't think i'd know what to say i'd be like sorry i think you've like connected to the wrong room like we're not meant to be talking to each other like what yeah it was like so i didn't know if i'd be like starstruck or not as well because like i was like really nervous going into it and the people that i was working with for spotify they're like oh just like it'll be so fine like don't worry about it because they're so used to going on zoom calls with these artists And like, I kind of was like so nervous at first and my Zoom like froze like as I was speaking. So I was like mortified that like in case of like a Zoom like frozen on a weird face or something. (laughs) But like, I don't know, it was like kind of blacked out, like (laughs) just went with it, just blacked out and went with it and let everyone else talk because I was like, this is so weird. So cool though. One of those things that you'll look back on in like years and be like, that was really cool actually. Like what the heck? What would you say your favorite part of what you do is? I love creating like the little worlds that I create. I think that's like my most favorite part about it. Cause sometimes I'll be doing projects that like I don't really connect with and like, it'll be good. Like, you know how you have to do, sometimes you just have to do projects that you don't necessarily connect with, but you need it for rent. But then like when I have a project or I'm doing like my own personal work and I'm connecting with it, I like escape to like a different universe. And I like love creating little worlds and like little stories about the people that I'm drawing or like little stories about the worlds that I'm creating. I think that's my favorite part about it. I completely get that from your work. Like I've, I've watched a lot of like the canvases and I've looked at like a lot of your illustrations and I'm like, I feel like you kind of take everything into this like other universe and like galaxy and it's all very like beautiful and mystical and I don't know what it is about it but you don't feel like it's real in like a nice way like it all feels very it feels very far removed in a good way like it just feels like mystical I guess but with real life people who I follow on Instagram involved in the worlds yeah exactly I think like creating that world for Spotify was like so fun to do because I just got to like listen to the music and create something that had like had to involve like all the different types of people like represent all the different types of music so fun to create and imagine like different worlds of like these artists like popping into the worlds and like where would they be and what would be involved in the world my favorite thing to do so out of interest if you can think back to like when you were just starting that campaign what did a day in your life look like in terms of like zoom calls and then like starting with initial like sketches and inspiration like what was what was a typical day in your life when when you were first starting with that campaign? When I was first starting with it, we did, I think we did a Zoom call like every single week. They gave me the brief. And then from that brief, I had to create the Our Generation universe and six different worlds to go within that universe to represent the artists on it. So then I'd have like a Zoom call at the start or the end of the week. And in between that, I would just work on that like solely because I had like other things that I was doing, but this was like amazing. Like I had to do so well on this project. So I would just like spend all day like imagining these worlds. I think I started out by just like listening to the playlist, like on repeat. I think most of the songs on there, I could probably like sing off by heart now. (laughs) And then I just like created this whole mind map of like how I think 
the songs like intertwine, how the people intertwine, how the audience feels towards the music. And really, I just wanted to create a world that people could escape to because like no one could go out then no one was really doing anything. I think like creating some sort of sense of like what a musical world could be like was like a great escape for some people I hope so yeah I would just sit on my bed and I would draw every single day I didn't have I think I'd just got an iPad because I was like oh I want to make this my career not that you need an iPad I didn't use an iPad for the longest time but I like it just made my work easier so I just got an iPad and I just started to learn everything so like just getting like this huge project I was still learning everything at the same time they also asked me to do animation And I knew how to do animation a little bit, but I just said yes. And I rolled with it and I just figured it out as I went. I just watched so many YouTube tutorials on how to use After Effects. It was like insane that I'd like said yes to like this huge company that I can do that. And I was like, well, I guess I'll figure it out now. And I remember like exporting the files and they took like hours and hours to export because like I had like my little like old laptop that like hardly run and it was just like taking hours and hours and I felt so bad that like I wasn't submitting the work when I needed to submit it but it was just like hours and hours of like footage that just was not uploading but yeah basically everything was done in my childhood bedroom which is so weird (laughs) that's so cool though and I think it shows to anyone who's listening to this and is like oh it seems really unachievable to like ever do a campaign for someone on such a big scale but actually like it started with you saying yes to animation when you didn't know how to animate anything just because you were like well I can't say no because saying no is worse I might as well learn and then being like I'm also like relearning how to like do everything and I think I think it's important because it makes other people aware that not everyone has their shit together and I think in a society where like everyone puts everything on TikTok and Instagram about how everyone knows exactly what they're doing all the time when people actually say like I actually had no idea what I was doing other people are like oh okay I don't know what I'm doing either like it's fine it's the best and I think like people should say that more as well because the first zoom call I had with Spotify I expected them to all be in like suits and like at work and they're all just in their home and the realization that they're all real people and like all just doing their thing you know like it's not gonna be like super most of the time it's not super corporate it's like super chill and everyone just like wants to hear like your creative thoughts so true i remember when we were first like starting into the pandemic and like zoom thinking about this earlier i was like wow zoom is such an incredible creation like whoever made zoom has made a lot of money in the last two years but i was just thinking i was like oh my goodness i remember a time when like people would just wear pajamas on their bottom half and then would wear a top so it looked like they were dressed (laughs) in meetings and i was like that was so real that feels like so that doesn't even feel like that long ago that feels so real It's so wild to even think about it. Like, I remember, like, for my first meeting with them, like, dressing up, like, being, like, I wanted to be, like, so proper. And then after that, it was just, like, whatever. Because, like, sometimes they'd call me, like, really late at night if, like, I was trying to, like, finish something and I'd be, like, not had a shower. So, like, people just don't care. Like, I think that it's kind of nice that you can work from home and, like, be in a professional setting but not necessarily have to be professional if that makes sense. Yeah, completely. I think we're over like dressing professionally. I think like the whole, like my brother and my dad still wear suits and I'm like, whoa, I just do not do this. I work entirely remotely. I'm a freelancer. And then all of the clients I have, I work entirely remotely. I never go into an office unless it's my own. So I never have to dress up ever. And I'm like, whoa, people actually like 
some people do still dress up in like the corporate world they don't just wear their pajamas like me like I don't understand (laughs) obviously with the time difference between Australia America and the UK they were the main two that Spotify is based in is that right yeah with Spotify I just worked with the UK but then since then I've done like other music things which is in the US which is way worse the US time zone and Australia time zone is like awful but like UK is not that bad because usually I do my meetings in the evening which kind of gives me the whole day to do stuff as well I have a full working day before they even wake up which is nice I agree with you as well actually on that by any chance because I feel like a lot of creatives are you a late night worker I work way better at nighttime way better I hate waking up in the morning <laughs> like it's like my least favorite thing I'm not an early riser at all but I love just like working into the night which probably isn't my best quality but like <laughs> working into the night always like works best for me I'm the exact same uh, maybe I should move to Australia because that's the issue I have is that people want calls at 9am and then you keep working till like 11 at night and you're like this is not sustainable like this doesn't work at all but maybe maybe if I lived in Australia it'd be fine because it just I just do everything on Zoom. Yeah, just just move to Australia. Yeah. I will say that's like one good thing about like mainly the people that I work with are in the UK because like it'll give me a time like a time limit as well to work to. So then I'll have to force myself to work during the day. Whereas like I feel like if I did more of my meetings in the morning, I'd just like work into the night and like not do much during the day. For sure. No, I feel you. What would you say is something that you're working towards? You know how. Holly Humberston has just performed at the Brits. I'm doing something uh, with Spotify at the moment, which I need to finish after this. But yeah, so that that will be out by the time this comes out anyway. That's really cool. I have some more stuff. I worked on um, a music video for Chloe Moriondo. Yeah, they're they're such a cool artist. I freaking love Chloe. Yeah, they're so cool. But they did a song with Thomas Hayden and Elfie Templeman. And yeah, I did the music video for that. And so there's like a few bits and bobs that I'm like still doing for them that should be out by then, I think. Sick. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. I just, I will eagerly be like, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've commented on about Holly. I watched the Brits last night i normally don't really like sit and watch award shows like that mm-hmm. like i'm not never really that interested but there was something about me last night that was like i'm just gonna sit and watch the brits for three hours like i have loads <laughs> of work to do but i'm just gonna take three hours and just like sit and watch the brits and i was like wow that was actually i really enjoyed that that was really good really enjoyed it yeah i didn't watch too much of it because i'm the same i saw like a bunch of it on instagram obviously i saw like holly's outfit and stuff and like some of the members that i know from spotify were there so they were like telling me about it as well which was really cool so cool yeah i think that will be on the dream list for 2023 of being like right guys i want to go to the brits like i've never been i don't really care where i go i want to experience the brit world that'd be cool surely they need photographers so i'll try and slide in their dms (laughs) (laughs) i'll let you know how it goes linkedin (laughs) find them on linkedin yeah i'll find them on linkedin and go hi Uh, so out of interest are there any women and non-binary people that are either illustrators themselves or who are just working in the creative capacity of the music industry and you think really cool and you want to give a shout out to yeah I mean definitely it's so hard to choose like just a few but like obviously just before like Holly Humpson like I'm so like she's gonna do amazing things definitely like I feel like she's just on the rise but maybe like some smaller people. One of my, my friends, her name's Ella Carroll and she goes by Beanie Beanie Beans, I think. That's the way you say it. Beanie okay. Beanie Beans on Instagram. She does like amazing 
illustrations. I love her illustrations so much. And she just did an exhibition, which was really cool, which I was a part of, where she got like a bunch of artists together and made Beanie, which is like her character's like home. So like everyone made like a furniture piece or something to put in the home. And it was so cool because it was basically like a gallery, but you're walking into someone's house. That's so sick. It was so cool. So she's doing amazing things. Lauren Erickson, she goes by Everyday Lines on Instagram. She actually does like some festival work as well, I think, in Australia. But she does like huge murals and she just started tattooing and love her work as well. And then two of my friends, they are in a band called Space Bugs and they're coming out with their first EP soon, which is really cool. And I did the artwork for it. So I'm really excited to hear like what that sounds like as well. So sick. So for example, like you said, you did someone's EP artwork. When someone comes to you for like artwork like that, Mm -hmm. how do you go about that process? Well, like usually I'm pretty picky with who I choose now because like I really want to do it for people that I'm like really, like I love their music and I want to help them out. So obviously like, when my friend's like, oh, hey, can you do this uh, artwork for us? I was like, of course. But basically they sent me the unreleased EP of like what it sounded like. And then we talked about it and we had like a few, because it was during lockdown as well when I started to do it. We had a few phone calls where we just talked about like what their vision was for the EP artwork. And then, so I was just making it for like their Spotify and I assume like Apple Music and stuff. So it was just like one square artwork and kind of just like going back and forth with them about like what they wanted included in it. They like had a few details about like the songs that they wanted included. No, that's super cool. It's just nice to, I think for anyone who's listening to this and is like, oh no, that is an avenue I want to go down. Just even knowing like the process of how you go about it is probably quite helpful. But just like a final question that I have for you. Have you got something that's on your bucket list that you as a creator, not necessarily within the music industry, but just is there something that you really want to have done in the next couple of years? I mean, or it can be career. It can be your whole <laughs> life. Go wild. So many things. I really want to have like my own exhibition of just like my idea is to just like have a cow, a cowboy themed exhibition, like opening night. Everyone's in Western wear. Like I just love the idea of that. Doing like more physical work. I think like I'm really interested in. I love doing digital, but I think I miss doing like physical paintings and physical things that I can actually see and hold in my hands. So probably more of that. I'd love to do packaging, like a gin bottle. I'd love to do illustration for a gin bottle. I think that would be so sick. Long-term goals, I'd love to like open up a studio that like a bunch of creatives can just work from. Like I know those exist already, but like I'd love to just run one that I can like have like my friends working in so we can all work together. Like have a little shop outside the front with like all the little prints and stuff and have events. I think that'd be so fun. You are the Australian version of me. (laughs) Honestly, everything you just said, I was like, wow, we have such similar views just in slightly different creative industries. Also, one of my long-term goals is me and a friend are starting a studio rental space so that people can come in and use like our photo studio that we have which is super cool I'm so excited about that but it's a whole project like it's a big undertaking yeah and I'm just like okay this is a this is going to be a lot of work and um, I don't know what we've got ourselves in for but hopefully it pays off (laughs) I think working around other creatives is like really fulfilling as well so like having that space where people can come in and rent out of space is like such a sick idea because like I think people become like more creative working around other creatives. When I get the opportunity to work with 
other people, like when I got to work with Andy Baker or I got to have the Zoom calls with the artists, it was so fun to like bounce off each other and like come up with creative ideas. I always feel like when you can sit in a room with another creative and actually, or like even if it is on Zoom, but just go through like ideas visually, having just like someone else to bounce things off that aren't just literally your computer screen just makes you feel like it's more real because you're actually having the conversations rather than it just like existing in your head and on your own notion board which is normally how I work and I'm like oh wow like actually talking to someone really helps because we can be on the same page it's really nice (laughs) exactly it's so like yeah I just love the ability to like balance off ideas and actually like put them down on paper because sometimes I feel like I think it happens a lot with creatives it just gets stuck in my head and then it just gets pushed to the side because a new idea will come in and I just like never get around to it because I'm not like vocally putting it out into the world. Yeah, no, I, t- I, I totally feel you. I just want to support everyone. And I think, again, like you said about having prints and having like people come in and have a coffee shop. I would love to have a coffee shop. Having a coffee shop would be so cool. Be so oh, the Australian version of me, there you go. If I've come to Australia. Oh, you should come, definitely. I've never been to Australia. If I come to Australia, we'll have to go, we'll have to go for a coffee. <laughs> yeah coffee's great here thank you so much for giving me an hour of your day i hope that you have a lovely evening in australia um to anyone who's listening and wants to find you how can they find you mainly i'm posting on instagram or tiktok which is at do little illustrations on instagram and i think it's at liza doolittle on tiktok If you did enjoy this episode, please make sure to rate and subscribe and ensure to share with your friends and post on Instagram. It's really lovely to see when you guys are listening to these episodes rather than just seeing random numbers on streaming sites. So I really hope you enjoyed listening to this. And as always, we'll be back next week with another beautiful guest.